या देवी सर्वभूतेशु ज्ञानूपेण संस्थिता नमस्त 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 नमो नमः इन श्री अजय शर्मा जी वी हैव एन एपिटमी ऑफ एक्सलेंस सर वी आर ऑनर टू हैव यू इन आर मिट्स दिस आफ्टरनून माय नेम इज सत्य किरण आई एम अ करियर कोच विथ ऋषिहुड एंड आई एम स्पीकिंग ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ एवरीबडी वन एस वी आर एक्सट्रीमली प्रिवलिस्ड एंड ऑनर टू हैव यू इन आर मिट्स once again thank you very much sir uh, before we uh, begin the proceedings uh, may i request shri sahil agarwal to please take his seat uh, may, may we have a generous round of applause i now request shri mohit ji who is who wants to be anonymous but we will give him the uh, the limelight so, so thank you very much uh i now request uh our our great our speaker our chief guest uh, of the afternoon uh, shri ajay sharma ji uh, to please i now request shri ajay gupta ji to welcome our uh, guest speaker uh, with a shawl may we all warmly welcome ajay sharma ji uh, thank you ajay sir i request shri rahul mangla ji to please present a memento to shri ajay sharma ji may i now request shri daksh gupta to uh, present our token of appreciation a memento to shri mohit ji sir here is a question that 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 had been uh, uh, grappling with that had been fighting in my mind if a new startup like mensa can be a unicorn in less than 6 months i wonder what a great company like baidina should be valued not merely for creating wealth for its investors but for proving to us that your company our company by dinad represents the best of what indian culture and heritage can give us so we are extremely i mean it may sound like a cliche to repeat this but we are extremely delighted and very fortunate to have you namets so right i just wanted to set that context uh, absolutely clear uh, there is a sanskrit uh, uh, verse or a quote called asatoma sadgamaya tamasoma jyotirgamaya may the light of knowledge and wisdom dispel darkness so before we begin the talk may i request our chief guest shri ajay sharma ji shri ajay gupta ji shri mohit ji shri sahil agarwal and shri shobhit mathur ji to please uh, 
light the lamp. Thank you. We have our three speakers, our three, I mean, I, can, I certainly cannot call Mr. Sahil a guest. So three speakers here. And uh, as we begin, let me quickly uh, give the audience a sense of the background of our uh, participants. Shri Sahil Agarwal is an educationist and social entrepreneur. He is co-founder and CEO of Rishiwood University. He is an alumnus of the prestigious IIT Delhi. Uh, Shri Sahil has authored a book on public policy, designed a card game on politics, and keeps writing for newspapers and web magazines. So, uh, can we have a, a huge round of, energetic round of applause for Shri Sahil. Shri Mohit is curator and founder of City Book Leaders, a book talk social platform where senior leaders come and talk about the books that, has, that have inspired them in life. The likes of Amitabh Kant are Gopalakrishnan, Gurcharan Das, Vinit Nair, R.A. Mashelkar, Arun Mehra, Anil Swaroop, uh, Srimati Kiran Bedi, Amit, Shri Amitabh Bachchan, Deepthi Naval, Dr. Karan Singh, uh, Shri M have been have been some of the participants in his sessions. He is also the head of design center for social innovation at IIIT Hyderabad, backed by Care Global, where he leads innovative solutions in the field of education, rural health, women and girl child wellness. He also serves on the advisory board of a few other ventures in the field of education and finance. Shri Mohit is an alumnus of uh, IIFT New Delhi. He's a chemical engineering graduate from Kanpur University, and he has also studied renewable energy from TERI. He has also worked in organizations like Standard Chartered Bank, Religare, and the others. A round of applause. <laughs> Shri Ajay Sharma was born to the first family of Ayurveda, the Baidinath group, which now completes 100 years of caring and has seen four generations own and man manage it. He, he began his formal education at St. Joseph's Convent, Allahabad, completing it at Mayo College, Ajmer, and graduated from the University of Allahabad. He studied family business management at SP Jain Institute, Mumbai, at the ripe age of 35. A leading name in healthcare, he's on the board of governors of the Santokba Durlabji Memorial Hospital, Jaipur, and the founding board member of Chaudhary Brahm Prakash Ayurvedic Charak Sansthan, New Delhi. He is the recipient of the Nagarjuna Award, the highest award in Ayurveda. It's like the Dadasa Falke Award of uh, the Indian cinema. So we have a doyen of the industry here. Uh, he has also received the Super Brand Award for Vaidhinath Chavan Prash. 
Shri Ajay Sharma also pursued photography and took art lessons from senior artist Prakash Karmakar. Uh, Shri Sharma paints occasionally and, and actively collects art. He is also on the panel of judges for the Dhumimal Art Gallery sponsored Ravi Jain Annual Art Award for Upcoming Artists. A vintage car lover, he owns Chevy 1927, which is the oldest American car on Indian roads. So, right. So, uh, sir, yeah, so the stage is all yours for the next uh, one hour or so. And post the talk, we have a Q&A uh, of the audience. So request all the audience to please identify yourself before uh, asking the question. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, sir, you have asked that we have so much money. As you can see, the biggest benefit of your person is that you don't You can actually skip your research when uh, there is so much of eruditeness to the work that you have done. It's truly a privilege uh, to be here. Especially in your book, there is a sign of Mahabharat. And because in this place, you are the youngsters here, who have not seen the Mahabharat series. Or you have seen it in this lockdown. I don't know how many people know that this is one of the five villages that was given to the Pandavas. The Sonprast was in the road. We came from the Indarprast. We came from Thodi Age, Pani Patta. And it's very interesting fact we ask about it. I look who's saying Kase, Pajgao, geopolitics, Tabi Jaltiti, geopolitics, Ajbia. Uswak, both calculated geopolitics, Sotiti, Hastinapur, the Sari Jagai, equilateral triangle, Banatia. So much so that Bakpat is nearest to Hastinapur, and rest everything is in a arrow design. So everything is part of the design. It's great to initiate this uh, partnership with Rishi Hood University, uh, with City Book Leaders, uh, with you being with us. Rishi Hood, as you know, is the name of the name Rishi and Hood. So, it has the power of the ancient wisdom that we had and also the newness, the modernness that we require to excel ahead in the new world, per se. So we are very thankful uh, not only to you but also to Sahilji for this opportunity, to Sampajji for leading us and also to uh, Shobhaji for providing us this opportunity, to every one of you for taking out time on a Sunday noon, especially after your possibly heavy lunch. So I am assuming uh, uh, we will try to make it as interesting as possible because this book is just not about business, it's about a lifestyle that you live. Uh, session ki karewai aur aage badhane se pehle I will request Sahil ji to share some of his thoughts on his perspective on what family managed business is all about and also then we will set the context he will in fact set the context for what we will discuss with Ajay ji from the book and also beyond thank you thank you so much Mohit ji I won't take much time because we all have been waiting to hear Ajay Sharma ji why we uh, started Rishi Hood University has a very close relation to what we are discussing today because uh, when we started we thought what kind of an institution is required uh, in this country, not just this country but globally and what kind of an outcome should we create in terms of our students, in terms of our research, our thought output. One thing was very clear that 
the kind of challenges that the world is going through it requires a lot of introspection onto what are the solutions and we've realized that a lot of those solutions lie in the fundamental wisdom that is there in this civilization to explore that to untap it um, and then to uh, you know bring it to the new generation i think that is some uh, work that excites us that we have been doing here and when i got to know about ajay ji's book and of course badrinath has a brand we all have known when we have some illness we take their products but the principles on which this book has been written that uh, resonates so well uh, with rishi that the moment we got to know about it we were after mohit ji's life to you know, organize this and bring ajay ji here and you know in such uh, situations events are not generally happening but we are very thankful that this event could happen our students are here some of our faculty members are here some of the prominent family businesses from the city of sonipat and surrounding areas are here and sure that a lot of us will immensely benefit from this event so i'll request uh, mohit you want to say something or okay thank you everyone a very good afternoon to all of you present here first let me thank the organizers and the founders and all of you for inviting me here a special thanks to sahil ji for actually making this happen and for actually converting such a beautiful dream such a beautiful passion into reality i mentioned this in my book also that following your passion is also one of the greatest thing and converting them into entrepreneurial uh, organization is another achievement so big pat on his back and a very 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 special thanks to mohit to connect me with this august cohort well to start with my journey actually started with a very profound statement which i heard when i was only 13 years old 80% of family businesses do not survive the third generation globally it's a global phenomena it's not only in india shocking when you actually hear this for the first time and to top it all i was the third generation in my family business it that statement became a lot of burden on my young shoulders we at bedanath we are seeped in the knowledge and the tradition of ayurveda along with that from childhood we were exposed to a lot of scriptures a lot of knowledge which exists in these scriptures the wisdom which is around us in our culture and i immediately drew a parallel an analogy with the trinity of hinduism brahma vishnu and mahesh brahma the creator vishnu the preserver and mahesh the destroyer and my young mind said am i mahesh have i been born to destroy all this 
what my grandfather created and my father preserved. And mind you, a business has to grow to be preserved. Then, the logical side of my brain said, okay, 80% of the businesses do not survive, but 20 have survived. What did they do right? They must have done something right. Or something right happened to them. This inquisitiveness, this made me reach out to a lot of family businesses around me. Because at that point of time, there was not much of literature available on family business. There was available on business management, but not family business. The lessons from my own journey, the observations of businesses around me, and finally studying more than 250 odd businesses, the knowledge I gained, I converted into this book, How to Thrive in a Family Business. So to start with, like talking about the book, it is highly important to understand what exactly is a family business. You must always know what you're getting into. So if two brothers start a business, it's not a family business. It is a mere partnership. Only when the next generation joins this partnership, does the institution of family business take shape? Then only the business qualifies to be a family business. So, if the definition is so clear that a family business is only when the next generation joins it, it becomes very, very, very important to understand and manage the generational dimension. Very important. Most of us, we get busy with the finance or the marketing or managing the labor and all these things, but we always overlook the generational dimension. And that is actually the most critical part in a family business. So let's go back to the scriptures because I'll keep going back in my talk about the scriptures. So. In our scriptures, there is a mention about the four ashrams of life. Brahmachar, Grihast, Vanprast, and Sanyas. I took these ashrams and I converted them in the context of a family business. And I devised a theory called the four T's of a life cycle. Off late, it's being talked about a lot and it is... Uh, becoming as close to the four P's of marketing, you know, that I'm, I mean, I'm humbled to be able to, you know, hear that. So, I devised this theory of four T's, which is the life cycle, what every generation must follow. That's what I advise in my book. And every member of the generation, they must follow. And what is it? Training, transaction, transition, and turn in. 
So T1 is training, T2 is transaction, T3 is transition, and T4 is turn-in. If every member and every generation follows this advice, it will become, he'll be highly successful in managing the generational dimension because this is the foundation of managing the generational dimension. There would be other things too. So let's talk a bit about this. We all start our lives, we are sitting in T1. We all start our lives by training ourselves. We train, we educate ourselves, we gain knowledge, we learn skills, some soft skills, some hard skills. We, you know, uh, do our talent part. So the whole, everybody's journey starts off with T1. And then we see that it's a very natural progression. There is an urge to get into T2, the transaction mode. Everybody wants to just jump, oh, I, now I know. I want to go and just go out and, and perform, create wealth, start a family. These are the things of transaction, the greatest. Now, those of us out here, there are a couple of us like me who are in T3, the transition mode. There also we see that it's a very natural progression transaction It just flows in. It's very natural. But the biggest disconnect is where? T2 and T3. Most of us do not realize the dawn of one prast. Now stop thinking about your parents and father and, oh yeah, you know, that's what's happening in my business. That's not the intent. You know, this is like serious stuff. Most of us do not realize the dawn of Vanprast. And the ones who do are in a denial mode. When I talk to business heads, I to start yeah, what am I going to do? Or I have seen they'll set milestones, impossible ones. Itna turnover ho jayega, to main chhod dunga. Agle generation ko de dunga. Or abhi to itni factoryan aur lagani. There are millions of these questions. Believe me, these are just excuses. Because they are all about I, me, me. They are not about the business or the family. It's highly important to understand this part. So this disconnect is what we, we need to bridge by actually following the Vanprast, the Sanyas, the, the Brahmachar and the Grihasth in a proper way. That is the essence of this. Now, since I see a couple of faces that, you know, what exactly. So since the study, what I did, I saw that the T1, T2, and T4 come very easily. It is very critical to talk in depth about T3, the transition mode, the one prast. Because most of us, as we saw, we are in a denial mode. 
So one prast can easily be done if you acquire two skills. So I'm not really talking to the 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 students out here, but still they should know because they would be able to advise their elders on what to do. There are two arts which you need to actually master the skill in Vanprast. One is the art of giving and charity, which is charity. The other is art of self-exploration, self-fulfillment. India is a great culture. We all grow up with always giving away. We are taught to give away our toys, our clothes. On festivals, we are giving away blankets, you know, blah, blah. Uh, on our birthdays, our mothers will say, oh, this will go to the orphanage. So we are always giving. We are a society which has always been doing that. But believe me, Vanprath is not talking about this. This is giving away. What Vanprath is talking about is giving back. Giving back to society. Giving back from where you got. And let me explain to all you people, please. Giving away stems from generosity. And giving back stems from gratitude. This art one has to know and learn. The second part is self-exploration. You have done enough. You have started an organization or taken care of it, the family, the business. Now it's time to explore yourself. Give back to you. Transition is the phase when you start to give back to yourself. This is the time for self-fulfillment. This is the time when, when you start to give back to yourself, you will actually reach the Maslow's pinnacle of self-actualization in sannyas. That journey starts from now. Otherwise, a part of the pyramid, you'll always be stuck in the middle. So these two arts are highly important. If we are able to manage them, we actually make a very successful transition of our family business. We actually learn to give away the business also. You know, it's actually in a way I've, I've like taught that generation how to give away the business and give back to society and to yourself. This satisfaction is what like takes them into a zone where they can be and be happy about it. So, now coming to the book, those of you who will read it, you will see that I mention 30 actions which are the sins of a family business. And I would like to just tell you a brief on that before we, we open the session is that sin one and sin 30 are the eternal sins. This I have seen exist practically everywhere. Sin 1 is the elder son syndrome. And we suffer in India drastically. Drastically. India has been 
always been an agrarian country and agrarian economy. And agriculture is all about strength and muscle. The elder one, he grows up and he becomes a responsible one. Then we have been, we have been ruled by kings and queens for centuries. They also have the same law. The eldest male will become, will inherit the throne. And we also have the HUF, where the eldest male child is the Karta. This is centuries of conditioning, centuries of conditioning. It's not easy to get away with. Centuries of conditioning. So while we moved from agriculture to business, our minds did not. And if you see today, it also becomes an easy way. Dimaag ni lagana. Not to think about the succession. Who is the right one? Whom to choose? Make the eldest one. We need to get out. You see, business is becoming so much more competitive today. You see these skills. You see such great places where children are studying such great like value systems that you need to actually choose the best person to be able to operate your business. I in my own business also, I'm third generation, we do talk about that if there is no good successor, get somebody from outside. So the elder son syndrome has to be shunned away. It is sin number one. It's not, not, not at all compulsory that somebody, the eldest has to run the business and then somebody from the family only has to run. Right? Then we come to sin 30. I'm going to shock you a little bit more also. That is relinquishing ownership. By the time, so it shocks everybody because there's a lot on the media and, and, and off late of how the parents have been ill-treated and, you know, so I'm not going to talk about it. But I say in sannyas, it is mandatory to relinquish ownership. Let us understand a point. We, in T3, you come and divide management and ownership. T3 is the time when you hand over the management. And believe me, management handing over is not a single day affair. We think, our parents think, I, I mean, I see my friends who are my age, it's a one day affair. I tell them, no, it's not the crowning of the prince. The way you spent X number of years in Brahmachar in T1, Y number of years in T2, you have to spend Z number of years in T3. So it's not a one day affair. Don't get scared. Ki kya hoga? Aap hain. Aapko dheere dheere management aage pass on karna hai. But the moment you come to T4, it's time to give over the ownership. And why? If you do not give the ownership away, you will never financially secure yourself and your dependents. 
financial security in sannyas is the most important part only when you have to give that away it becomes mandatory will you think ki maine apne aap ko kaise secure kiya aur aapka wo hash nahi hoga ki aapko nikal diya jaye ya something like that so this is the important part of sin 30 then like as we know that th there are the cardinal sins in the roman catholic theology सात हैं सिंस विच आर सो सिन टू टू सिन एट आर द कार्डिनल सिंस ऑफ अ फैमिली बिजनेस एंड दैट लाइक हैपन्स ओनली इन ब्रह्मचर एंड द वे द कार्डिनल सिंस आर दैट दे लीड टू ऑल अदर सिंस सिमिलरली इन माई बुक दोज लाइक सेवन सिंस दे लीड टू द रेस्ट ऑफ द सिंस द रेस्ट ऑफ द ट्वेंटी वन सिंस before i give the mic to all you people to you know like like take the session ahead i would still like to discuss one sin which is very close to my heart very close to my heart because in my study i actually got you know like pinned there and that i think is uh, sin 29 not having an exit policy understand this point most of the businesses even outside india i've seen especially the third world they do not have an exit policy i have heard authoritative statements you are born here you'll die here you know shocking for me at least let's understand why would a person want to exit a family business a his dna may be different and the business what the family is doing maybe he is not in, interested in that and he says hey i want to quit this this is not me or there may be an opportunity and he, and he wants like capital out of it so he wants to exit this business and take the capital and and get on with his life there are also a lot of cases where people cannot handle the pressures of a joint family so if somebody is trying to exit a family business do not trap him do create a fair and equitable exit i'll take you back to since he said ki mahabharat i'll take you back to mahabharat also by a quirk of fate fate abhimanyu he learned the art of getting into the chakravyu and when the time came he did get into it but unfortunately alas he died hearing that news his father and abhimanyu's uncles they went on a rampage and they finished off the kaurav dynasty i sincerely hope after reading my book people do get an exit policy in their business because i don't want that to happen to their family businesses and their dynasties with this i rest my case on that thank you so much everyone thank you very much sir uh, listening to you is like uh, as if i am watching the netflix of your book so it's fantastic <laughs>
So, I have some observations sir, which I have actually noted and possibly amongst both of you because you both come from family businesses. Uh, Sailji, I am assuming you are the second generation, so you are still in um, uh, before Mahesh role that you are playing your role of the Vishnu. Uh, but certainly at age of 13 when you come to know that I am the one who is going to uh, bring this entire 100 year old uh, remarkable business. And that too, um, uh, while I was researching more about you and the business, sir, uh, I saw some remarkable set of people who have always graced Vaidyanath across this journey of the nation making. So, while it's very um, famous nowadays of two Indias, I still see there is only one Bharat, the way we should look at it. as the value system of this country which has kept uh, so many businesses intact. And while you mentioned there are 80 percent family managed business in India, there is a fact that says that uh, it is close to 95 percent if we include many other segments and domains of businesses, smaller businesses as well. So, while 95 percent is a great number and everyone who studies in this country will anyways fall into some or the other category of touching a family managed business. Either I will be in, the, in my own business, my father uh, runs a business, I do not like it, I will try to quit. Or my father grabs me above uh, me and says, no boss, you have to do this. Or I am a professional, son of a professional, joining a business, I may again touch upon a family managed business. So, that is the overall universe which I am trying to set because I see a lot of youngsters here as well who might feel ki mera family managed business kya lena dena boss, mera kya business hai, meri family alag hai, mera business alag hai. But let me tell you very, very honestly in a uh, couple of years in my career progression as well, almost everywhere we were actually working with a family business only. Somewhere or the other you, the management was a family uh, managed business. So, you also should understand the integracy of how a business is being built. The first question that sir, uh, I would like uh, uh, possibly both of you to in fact suggest is, uh, you mentioned one of the sins about the exit and you also mentioned about the gap that comes in a generation because a father, for example, let us take the example of Aisha. They transitioned interestingly well with uh, a new age business that they got into from commercial vehicles. I am just quoting an example here. But possibly they, they had some formula that they filled the gap well. Most of the businesses are not able to fill that gap, the transition of the generation where the son wants to do something and the father says, nahi bhaiya, mujhe to yahi aata, meri dukaan mein to yahi chalta aara hai, isko tum change nahi kar sakte. Where do you think the role of education, higher education, self-learning, swadhyay comes into the, the picture? The question to both of you and to also possibly some of the patrons who come from the side of the family business. So, if you see Mohit, uh, I have spoken extremely uh, at length and highly about high education. A person is not complete without higher education and it has, I, when I missed out on it at age 35, I went out and did it. So, there is no, no better example or a propagator for one, see you need skills, gone are the days, the monopolistic times are over, jo bana diya wo big gaya. businesses are becoming highly competitive, opportunities are great, you have to have your skills, you know I always say to the young generation, when we were young, we heard, oh he is the jack of all trades, he is going to be good, then, then was that, oh, 
he's a jack of all trade you have to be master of one go and do an mba get a master of one believe me from my experience i'm talking i am one of the key members in my family who took this business from being a third generation from 62 years to 100 years you know it's important to understand today the time is you have to be jack of all and master of one how do you get that the environment around you what better places than these and keep studying all your life i mean you know knowledge is never uh, a thing you say bahut ho gaya you have to constantly do it so i would always propagate that more over to you i totally resonate with that in fact the principle that we have adopted here is learning to learn because once we ignite the desire in a learner to learn in fact we don't call our students as students we call them as learners and and there is less of a concept of teaching but more of a learning together between the faculty members and uh, and the learners so i think once we develop this desire of learning in the students then automatically this kind of a journey from and if we build that at this age i think it goes on very well for rest of their lives because the kind of things that ajay ji was sharing i think the if the foundation is set right then it puts us into that reflective mode when we enter the t3 stage otherwise you know, it will take us a very long time to figure out those things and it might be too late you know in in the journey of a business just a point more because i do go and speak at you know a lot of the colleges so uh, one stage is for a young student to come to learn that's the first stage but a lot of time where we see family business classes or higher education you have to unlearn to learn because if you sit there with a fixed mind then you are not going to absorb see you have to squeeze out that sponge in your brain and make it fresh to be able to take in all the knowledge here so it is very important also to be open it's a way to say to be open in the classroom you have to unlearn to relearn right thank you so much sir so i think wo jigyasa jo curiosity honi chahiye wo hamesha ujagar rehni chahiye wo it should never die the, the the value of curiosity holds a lot i am very curious sir in fact uh, our dear friend mentioned initially that uh, if it has to be compared with mensa the first thing that comes into mind are itti valuation kaise banali what what's the what's the jugglery and while you have created this uh, century old business you have taken it ahead and i also see a lot of diversification now happening in your business um, i if i'm wrong you please correct me but uh, some very young age ayurvedic businesses are now being created out of badnath where you don't even say they are badnath businesses just shed some light because it also gives a lot of perspective to possibly people like me who don't come from a family managed business hamara arat ka business tha lekin abhi usme nahi hai we are not at all there but there is a lot of diversification that you have done and possibly youngsters at your organization have done okay thank you so first of all uh, sir your name please okay kiran so well you know it is a great achievement to be able to create wealth but we at badnath especially me i actually say more than the monetary wealth the dua what we get 
because of this brand and what we do in the country is way beyond that. It is billions and billions of rupees. Secondly, Mohit, your question, we have taken a conscious, a very conscious decision in the board that the new generation, which is standing at the threshold, we allow them and give them opportunity to leverage the infrastructure, the brand and the finance of Baidyanath to be able to build beyond. See, again, it's on one side where we talk about trapping. Here, if you don't give opportunity to the next like generation, and that's what I said, managing the generational dimension. You have, if you see, it's not only Baidyanath, a lot of other businesses, they start a family office. They create a capital there. They allow them to use their offices, their structures, their plants to let the newer generation. So it's a kind of a diversification mode. It's a kind of a growth mode. But it's all planned and structured. See, uh, what this also like does is that a lot of children, they want to do something else. So that was your last question. They want to do something else out of rebellion. No. So what we have done is that we said, you bring your project. We'll vet it. If it is commercially viable, go through. Don't try to start something out of rebellion. And then there is a timeline. Maximum five to seven years. If you do not, then the, then the family infrastructure is not going to support you. So if you can't do it, you may be having a good idea. Get somebody else from outside with you. Get a skilled person. But the aim is you have to be successful. I guess that's all. So while listening to you, sir, I realize every process in the world has a similar journey. So you take the example of cricket. Um, you come, you learn initially, you have a captain whom you report to. Slowly and gradually you skill yourself, you become the expert, you become the captain and then you retire as well, you possibly become the coach. And later on you are just a cheerleader, you don't poke your nose into what is going on. But you are always there to advise and the right time when it is asked for. And I think that's what you are also trying to tell in this book. And across all processes now I can realize while you just explained the four uh, uh, stages of ashramas as well sir and the purpose of them. Um, my next question is again yet focused to a lot of youngsters who, who are here, who may join as managers, possibly a family managed business and the decorum which is there. Um, usually what happens, a family is a close knit thing. You have a dinner table which is at home, but the lunch table is very similar when you come to the business. And there are people who have joined as managers and they observe, they see, that this junior MS manager. So I think there's a decorum which is also required. How do you think the family managed business can percolate this message that the things are very transparent here? Is it necessary? First thing. Also, a uh, few things that the manager who has joined from outside, he's also a pseudo family now, right? So how do, how do, how is this equilibrium so important? How does it work? Yeah, Mohit. So I do not like propagate a feudal system. 
people who do still live and operate in that kind of an environment well they are also drastically changing of late i'm seeing because i can see the entire ecosystem is changing and to understand the ecosystem of a family business this book actually is important for all stakeholders the people who are going to work there the people who are going to work for, for them as agencies and heads or even the vendors or dealers any which way consultants you need to understand the ecosystem of a family business once you understand the ecosystem of the family business these issues ki beta and all that they are actually on the sideline because actually when you get inside we we go there with this burden on our mind but when you are inside it's just like i am inside here the equation here is different i am not what i am i am here for a purpose and i have to deliver that purpose so even in family managed businesses you know i guess that exists so you have to if you are aware of the ecosystem you will not make that mistake of carrying a burden a baggage in your mind and then experiencing it or not experiencing it but feeling it that way i guess that's what it is now possibly i'll i'll also ask sahil ji on this that uh, how important it is for um, the son in a family managed business who's young who has possibly done his professional course and before joining the family managed business he should take a mid term crash course in another professional organization how important it is does it help or is it just for the sake of understanding let me go and explore the world and come back what do you what is what are your what are your thoughts on this so i'm not directly involved in my father's business so i'm not technically a second generation family business no i had to start something of uh, my interest but uh, no when i was in class 10th or 11th I, i had a lot of curiosity in what happens actually in a business so i would attend meetings with him i would spend days in office etc etc so that gave me a lot of you know uh, that kind of an exposure but i think in my case the uh, uh, no uh, benefit was that i actually started working at another organization rather than you know, getting inside the family business so it helped me in my professional development beyond college side but i think that is very important if if that exposure is not there perhaps the mind will be limited i think it's just an advice what you just heard from him that if you come from a family managed business and you're planning yahan pe kuch bhi ho yaar business to hai hi na kar lenge so always figure out that mid path have a running pitch where you can quickly learn and also understand the professional side of it am i right sir any of your thoughts on this and then possibly some of the patrons who are also here they so mohit uh, every family is unique what what i have seen in my in my life and each one of them they have their own structures and what to do before you join a family business so there are businesses in india who say that you have to go and work in a competitors place in india or outside india but you must know about the industry there are people who say that you have to work within the organization from grassroots i mean i can quote that family it is the the hawkins family there they said anybody you will have to start as a salesman and a lot of the boys they dropped out 
So it was a natural way of selection of who is ultimately going to lead the company. So I guess, you know, there are millions of ways. You have to sit down and see what works best for you. I get your answer, sir, and it's perfect that you always start from the lower ranks so that at least you empathize with others and also learn those skills that are required. Very, very important. I think now I would like to open the floor for all of us uh, to get engaged, ask your questions. If you have any queries, feel free. Um, Satya may help us with the mic. Please identify yourself before asking the question. अभी आपने एक बात कही बड़ी अच्छी लगी कि अगर आपकी फैमिली में कोई डिजर्विंग नहीं है आप बाहर से कोई ढूंढ लो ऐसा क्यों सोचते हो आप ये अगर मान लो अपनी फैमिली में से किसी को चार्ज आगे नहीं दिया तो वो क्या सोचेगा आपने बाहर के बंदे को चार्ज दे दिया आपने ठीक है सो दिस इज अगेन वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट ओनरशिप एंड मैनेजमेंट ओनर तो आप हैं अल्टीमेटली ओनर का क्या एम है ही वॉन्ट्स that his income, his study income should be there and growth should be there. Agar mere ye kaam karne se wo nahi aayegi. So aap khud bataiye. If you have to take that decision. Ultimately when your business grows, you say yaar ab aisa hai ki ek CFO le aao. Ya ab yaar matab bahut bahar gaye, ab ek marketing ka aadmi le aao. It is the same thing. So slowly, slowly, see it's on the scale of the business. As the scale starts to grow, you may have to ultimately bring in a CEO. I mean, I know businesses in Delhi who are now <laughs> multi-crore. They even on the board, they have appointed their nominee. He will be able to talk the technical part and understand and come back and tell me in my house or in my office, ki kya baat hui. Main wahan jaunga, to phas jaunga. So it is just, you know, it is all, you have to see what works best for you. But these are all the options available in life. Don't get stuck that this option is not. I am not, then I That is, I think, the main thing. Correct. Thank you. Good afternoon, sir. I am Aditya Kumar Devedi. Afternoon, I'm a student of Jashiri University. My question is that uh, I was listening very curiously to you when you were talking about the uh, exit plan. So uh, I want to ask that what is the correct time to exit from a business? If we talk about business the, uh, losses, so it is in the nature of business that it sometimes go in losses and then it drive out to uh, profit. So people even don't know what is the correct time to uh, exit from a plan, uh, business. And uh, if we talk about sometimes they do sell to another business, so they also drive it to another path. So how do we know it's the time to exit from a business? Okay, Aditya, so in my book, the sin I talk about in family business, exiting the complete business is actually monetizing the business. I'm not talking about that. Selling off the complete business is actually a monetization exercise. What I'm talking about is that in the whole family, Tauji's son is one. If there are two sons, one of them, he wants to exit. Give him the opportunity to exit. It'll give you a leaner place. It'll give you more dedicated uh, family members. Who, who, who want the business to move ahead. Otherwise, who trapped there, 
وہ آپ کے روڈ بلاک ہی ہوگا ہی ول آلویز سے نہیں بیکاز ہیز ہیز ان ہیپی دیر سو آئی ایم ٹاکنگ اباؤٹ دیٹ ایگزٹ اینڈ ناٹ دی مانیٹائزنگ آف دا بزنس دیٹ تو ون یو نو دیر آر ٹو اور تھری میتھڈس آئی ایم شیور یو اسٹڈی یور آلسو دیٹ وین ٹو سی دیٹ ون نیڈس ٹو ایگزٹ دیٹ بزنس سو ون آف دیم از وین یو ہیو اینڈ گریٹر اپرچونیٹی آلویز the other two i'll i'll leave for this place to teach you <laughs> thank you so in fact we are very keen to get this book converted into a course sir and we will definitely speak about it with your wisdom and especially when it thank is related you so much. to the ethos of bharat i think uh, this is one book which is remarkable i have uh, read many other businesses uh, family managed businesses but the management theories that you have put in are very very Um, I should say we should be vocal for the local. That's uh, what I will say. Thank Any you. Any other questions that we can take? Hello, sir. I'm uh, Shobit Pathur, uh, the Dean of the Ashram School of Public Leadership at Rishihood. So I want to understand from you, how do you see this going forward? I mean, so far, as uh, sir has said, about 80% plus businesses are family businesses. But given the sociological changes happening with smaller families, nuclear families, Do you still think the family businesses uh, would continue to thrive or uh, not? So, uh, there is now a great shift. There is, most of the universities are having now a business management program and a family business management program. The effort of all these places, these educational institutions, and my effort also, my contribution also is, how to make this 20% grow to 25% or 30%. Because we all have understood the fact that 70% of the GDP globally, it comes from family-managed businesses. And in India also, the figure says that we are at this average. But if you ask me, it's more. Except for the communist countries where it is all like government-managed. But... You have to, you see, economy, if it has to grow, and the way India is growing, if you do not look at the family businesses, if you don't help them to survive and grow, you're not going to be able to improve, you know. So I am for this thing, you know, one, one has to. And, and family, see, again, everywhere across the globe, if you see, the top companies are all family businesses. All brands, even in India, if you see, except for a couple of coal India and, you know, these government ones and ITC and HUL and all. But the rest, if you see all. And uh, I will tell you also, 80% of the employment is, is given by family business. So again, it, it has a huge contribution. It has a huge contribution. I'm a propagator for that. <laughs> this is the wrong person to ask. So one thing that's just, uh, that came from... Um, Shobhiji's uh, uh, suggestion or the question uh, wrapped in a suggestion, I must say. What is the role of the early childhood value system that we build specifically in a family-managed business? Because I saw a lot of your commitment towards that early childhood. You've given a um, quote from your own life and um, you heard your father speaking um, to someone and you have mentioned that quote. I would like you to actually tell about it. So, uh, I, I do believe that Sanskar plays a very major part and there are people like him with this kind of an organization who have understood the gap. There is a gap which exists. 
I also meet a lot of students who ask me if we missed out on our growing up, to main kya karu? Well, there's always an opportunity. There will be a Sahil, there will be Ajay who are going to create these opportunities. They are going to give it to you. Sanskar is important. See, I'll tell you why. What exactly is Sanskar? So my father used to always, he was a man who said, he knows my father extremely well. He's sitting here. He's met him. Uh, like many a times, he's, he's no longer here with us. He used to always say, he was very strong on character. Because he used to say that, sow a thought and you reap an action. When you think about something, you'll go and do it. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Any action you do repeatedly, it becomes a habit. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. It's all connected. And believe me, sow a thought. Thought comes from where? From knowledge. If I'll just give you a very rudimentary example. If in your town you know that there is an Indian restaurant and a Chinese restaurant, that's your knowledge. So you'll say, Aaj thought aara hai, aaj Chinese khate aaj Indian khate It's based on your knowledge. So that'll become your action and that'll become your habit and character and destiny. If you get to know, oh, there's an Italian one also, there's a Mexican one also, there's a Japanese one also, that knowledge is highly important to know what exists for you to be able to decide the thought process. Your thoughts are all based on what you know. So the, again, we come down to the knowledge being the core for everything. No, sir, I'll, I, I think we are just, we'll have to go a step back because if I know what to eat, but if I also know the doshas of my body, I know as per Ayurveda what to eat, right? So I'll, that, I'll add something. That's here. more knowledge. That's more knowledge. This is uh, so you know, fascinating to hear from Ajay ji. So we have Ajay ji, we have a course here called Sanskar Abhyas, which is a, a module for leadership. So so in this habit formation, this is so critical, and unfortunately, we are not teaching it so prevalently in educational institutions. But we we kind of try to reverse engineer that if ultimate objective is for a student to become a leader, the the that is the destiny. That destiny has to come from a character and that has to come from some habits. So how do we... Goal is clear. Goal is clear but, but that path, to, to, to clear up that path, we need some habits. And that has to come from Sanskar Abhyas. So I think that's the kind of uh, you know, uh, traditional wisdom that we have to pick up and then bring it to you know, this kind of an opportunity. So we're very fortunate that you, you know, you're a testimony of you know, this being applied in real life. Sahilji, so there's a reason why I keep begging for a job here. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I have to actually redeem all my sins in the past because I don't want to have 31st sin of not redeeming those 30 sins as well. So, with this, if we have another, another yes, please, we have someone in the back. A very good evening to you. My name is Bernadette Claire Namayaja and I am from Richwood, pursuing a master's in business administration and I am from Uganda. Uh, my question is, is it necessary to buy shares in a family business? Is it necessary to buy shares in a family business? 
it's again uh, you know it's it should be part of a plan it's not a must or a no like i always say you have to see your own financial planning you you want to buy into that or no so don't just go by that this is said the times have changed there's enough data available there is enough uh, like knowledge available there is enough see google has made like knowledge uh, generic now it's 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 no longer the the prerogative of uh, the you know the intelligent people is generic it's available for everyone so what you want to do i think one should always do the work is it going to lead to my goal is my goal going to be part of it or be earning from it or be investing in it or it's my cause i want to fulfill well you know or it is you know uh, i i want to be uh, i don't want to be there because my my dna i know a lot of people you know who said that oh my father is into xsx like business gambling or liquor and it's it's not me so i want to exit this so get, buying into or exiting is absolutely your own choice please hi good evening sir i'm anuraj antil uh, i run a construction company i'm the first generation and i would like to thank sail for inviting me here for the brilliant session sir my question is you said that uh, rebellion is one of the major causes of uh, next generation moving out of family business and you said that providing them uh, infrastructure for 6 7 years is a good idea do you think like if we know if you are sure sure that it's a rebellion out of that he is doing that we should still provide him a structure so i said that uh, always the idea of moving out is not rebellion what i said is that it should not be rebellion see it should be either your passion or your opportunity if you put that down like to your your elders they will see sense in it but they also know you as your son as their son or their nephew and they say this is out of rebellion so i guess that that like differentiation the elders also know you should also know the the young generation should also be aware that they should not be doing this out of this because you are actually going to play with your own future right i so i guess it's uh, it's to do with the the geographies and the growth so obviously as of now if you see the growth in india is all happening in the western side and the southern side in fact uh, the north actually <laughs> missed out on the industrialization time you know and they they just kept to agriculture except for obviously haryana and this part of it but but the rest of the north did and the east has always been you know it was the past as they say but i guess that's a part of the geopolitic thing answering to your question is that uh, you will always see that plants also move out either you are big enough like a tata to be able to do a jamshedpur but if you are not you you won't be able to manage a modipuram you move out so it is you know it is you have to see the smoke signals what are the advantages of being located there the geography always gives you an advantage 
so the allahabad plant was there because the mandi of avla is pratapgarh and pratapgarh avla is considered the best avla and that is uh, the secret of our chavanprash being way be- way better than the others because we actually claim ped se pack mein 24 ghante mein and if we put up this plant in chennai it's going to be three days of travel for that and by the time it reaches i am going to lose a bit i can do engineering you know to improve it but that's again cost so as far as we are concerned yes we are in allahabad i do feel bad i have seen these businesses actually like you know be the top and you spoke about ah wheelers and now they are like you know <laughs> not among the top companies you know there so you do feel bad they also need to probably read this book but i i have spoken to them they have been part of my study also so i know their problems also so a lot of the time these things is but we are there yes we do have an advantage and uh, mr nishchal here has been to that plant also he's seen it the entire thing so uh, well i would say here uh, coca cola is in cincinnati i don't think so you have even heard of that that city in america so everybody you know has uh, an advantage somewhere so well it's again i said it's i feel sorry for alabar since you are from there but uh, uh, it's it's going to lose out to, you know because education is all here opportunities are here and then yahan ke khoon mein bhi kuch hai sir amitabh bachchan will always remain to be in, in oh, yeah, for alabar so it cannot go out anyways <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, i don't know how how did she get to know about sanjan sins but uh, that was the working like title for my book for the same book so when i uh, i i think so i headed out for the hills uh, for about 45 days or a month and that's when i structured the entire book and i came up this with this whole concept of having the sins there and when i got back home so my son asked me dad what did you do there like you know so i said well i've completed this book and yeah read it he said i'm not going to read it just tell me you know uh, what's there so when i told him the crux that i have come up with these like 30 sins so he said hey your book should be sons and sins so that's how it came. i say hey that's a nice word yeah like you know a title for the book so i put that down but ultimately when penguin picked it up so they said no th- th- this is not a fiction this is actually a business book and a business book has to have the title what it deserves which is how to thrive in a family business thank you i'm i'm already under pressure but i actually you know the objective of this book was to actually make it reach out i am actually keen this 20% should increase to 30%. How little bit I can do is through this. So yes, but you know how it is with writing. I mean, you, you, you people are with the education, you know how it is with writing. Yes, something else. Create one. Okay, so uh, Mr. Kushwaha, this book may be about the family business, but what it talks about, the four T's of life, it is for... a family business and every professional also if you go through the book you you will see yes this is how i would like to live 
my life live you know so uh, and why the opportunity is always there you are going to get educated here and start you be the brahma be the first generation of your family business <laughs> so yes uh, <laughs> again it's a passion you know so so th there was a phase when the government said well you cannot take it out on the road but uh, i guess they have relooked at the policy the way they are relooking at many policies and now you are allowed to keep cleaning the roads uh -huh. <laughs> and so now you can keep a vintage car it is official and uh, so there are a couple of checks and balances and you cannot like take it out on the road for a spin just like that it has to be for a purpose that's it thank you uh, the enthusiasm f for the q and a is only an indication of how uh, interesting this conversation has been so i need less to emphasize you are a very articulate and extremely compelling speaker i was diligently taking notes especially about the four t's that you mentioned uh, i wish uh, just like ck prahlad and gary hamels uh, core competency and philip kotler's four p's this also becomes part of a management lore so a uh, quick round of applause for the speakers uh, for a very very interesting and engaging session uh, before we wrap it up and call curtains on this talk may i request jk garg ji to please uh, give a small token of appreciation to shri ajay sharma ji last but not least may i request uh, shri shobhit mathur ji to please present a token of appreciation from the university to shri mohit ji uh, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon it's been uh, a, a wonderful session great insights for all of us Uh, we wish you all uh, a great sunday and see you in the next series of talks thank you very much we we uh, thank you thank i was you about to much. say that <laughs> i i just wanted to uh, uh, give one small anecdote i met uh, mr sahil agarwal about 9 10 months back we had a 15 minute conversation what began as a small conversation has led to my being here only because of the values and the fact that he walks his talk and this is going to be an institution to reckon with it's just a question of when and not if thank you i'll what based on what ajay ji has shared i want to so i mean you have through this four ashram or the four t's and the trimurti you have given us a, a dharmic framework of looking at a business and as you said in the q and a it's not just a business but also an extension of you know that thing to all uh, yeah vedic and all all you know, frame all walks of life you know all professions so when we try to you know uh, design our curriculum here the the pedagogy here the we take inspiration from a sutra by chanakya which i shared with you earlier also and i think that becomes very relevant uh, with respect to what ajay ji shared so when all of us are ultimately striving for happiness sukh 
so chanakya says chanakya reflects on this that what leads to sukh and he says sukhasya moolam dharma that a dharmic way of life leads to sukh so the next question automatically becomes what leads to dharma and he says dharmasya moolam arth so i think the work that badanath is doing and and the way you have distilled it into this wisdom i think that's uh, truly a testimony of of that of that sutra that you know you create a dharmic lifestyle a vedic lifestyle while also laying it on a foundation of creating wealth not just for badanath but for so many of your employees i, I heard that there are more than 5000 employees you know working uh, at badanath and by that extension by creating health by creating well being for people enabling them also to create wealth i think that's a big service that the company is doing and that cannot be put on the valuation you know numbers because because that's immeasurable <laughs> thank you so much for being here it was truly an honor to have you professor sampath ji is a sanskrit scholar and a professor at trishud you request him to and we have ajay ji's book available just outside the room so would encourage all of you to take a copy